lot of us probably associate pigs with a few common ideas. Maybe you think of food, bacon, ham, sausage. Maybe you think of cute farm animals rolling around in their mud with their curly tails and iconic snorting sounds. What might not come to mind when you think of pigs is their environmental impacts. And I'm not referring to the pork industry here. Feral pigs, or wild boar at large, are an invasive species in Canada. In fact, they're one of the most damaging invasive species on the continent. Feral pigs can destroy crops, property, and natural ecosystems alike. But where do they come from? Just how much of a problem are they? And what can we do to stop them? Today's guest is here to answer all of those questions and more in another discussion on the sidelines. Joining us on the sidelines today to talk about feral pigs in Canada is Megan Evans, Executive Director of the Alberta Invasive Species Council. Thanks for joining us, Megan. Hi, thanks for having me. Okay, so Megan, first things first, what are feral pigs and why are they such a big problem? Right. Well, feral pigs, or as we call them in Alberta, wild boar at large, are a major problem. So these are pigs that we brought over uh, for farming that have escaped and are currently reproducing on the Canadian prairies. So Megan, you mentioned that these feral pigs are escapees. So is that where they come from? They're escaped livestock? Right. So we entirely created this problem. So in the 1980s and 90s, farmers were encouraged to produce pigs, these wild boar meat. So these are different from the domestic hogs. When they were originally brought over, Eurasian wild boar were bred with domestic pigs, creating a hybrid. So this is an animal that has both DNA from Eurasian wild boar and domestic hogs. And it has all of the qualities then of, of a wildlife species and a wildlife animal and all the smarts, along with all of the reproductive capacity of a domestic livestock species. So we fully created this problem. So farmers were encouraged to farm wild boar uh, for meat and in some cases for hunt farms as well. But the majority of those farms were for meat farms. And it was an effort to diversify agriculture. It was considered innovative and, and a great idea at the time. So farmers got these animals and tried to contain them. But, you know, pigs are notoriously smart animals. In many cases, they escaped their enclosures. Um, and in other cases, in fact, farmers lost interest in farming them because it turns out there wasn't a huge market for this uh, niche meat, for this wild boar meat. And again, these animals are really challenging to manage because they're so smart. So in some cases, the fences were cut. You mentioned that they, they escaped or were let loose in some cases, but they're still clearly a problem. Have they established their own breeding populations now? Are they self-sufficient? Yeah, absolutely. So these animals, they live in groups called sounders, which is made up of, of adult females and young pigs, basically. Sounders can range in size from, you know, 8, 10, 12, 15, 30 individual pigs. So those are the breeding groups. The males kind of roam the landscape in search of females for reproduction. And these pigs, they don't have, you know, like a mating season, so they don't just create offspring once a year. They're continually reproducing. So a gestation period for a wild boar is about 115 days. So they can almost have three litters per year and they average six piglets per litter. So if you're looking at that growth curve, you're looking at exponential growth. And especially when you compare that to our native wildlife species like deer or moose that have one or two offspring per year, we're talking about pigs that can have an average of 18 or so per year. So they're definitely breeding. They're breeding all the time and they are present on the landscape in the Canadian prairies. We don't actually have any abundance data, though. What we do have are really good occurrence data. To clarify, abundance data, 
is information on how many pigs there are and how big their populations are, whereas occurrence data is individual reports of pig sightings, which tells us where those populations are. So we know where these animals are, we know where the hotspots are, and in Canada, the hotspot is Saskatchewan, um, and in Alberta, our hotspots are kind of north and west of Edmonton. So that central Alberta parkland region provides absolutely perfect habitat for these animals with, you know, forest cover from the trees where they can get cover, riparian areas where they can get water and cool off in, and then of course crops for food as well. We have a whole bunch of these invasive pigs on the landscape. What exactly is the problem with having all these pigs? What issues specifically do they cause? They're considered to be one of the most destructive and damaging invasive species on the planet. And that's a really good description for them. They have very far reaching effects. The economic impacts in the United States are upwards of about two and a half billion dollars a year in direct impacts and control costs. In Canada, we don't have strong economic assessments here, but we do have an idea of the types of impacts they can have. So they'll get into crop fields and they damage crop fields simply by trampling the crops. They also eat certain crops like corn. And in some cases, they'll they'll root around and turn over the crops in search of food in the form of tubers and grubs. So, you know, plant root type things as, as well as bugs that live in the soil. So they're very destructive to crop fields. And some of the issues there are that farmers don't even know they have pigs until they go into harvest and start seeing the damage. They also get into riparian areas. To clarify, a riparian area is a sensitive area of vegetation next to a body of water. So like a riverbank or a lakeshore where they wallow around in the mud. And so that's problematic for sensitive riparian vegetation. It causes, a, you know, erosion, uh, sedimentation into water bodies. And of course, they're urinating and defecating in the water as well. So they can contaminate those water bodies. They'll get into stored livestock feed. They'll predate young livestock as well as wildlife. There's photos that you can see with wild boar with a fawn in its mouth. But the single most serious risk associated with these animals is the threat of disease transfer. So they can host up to 89 different diseases that can be spread to humans, livestock, or wildlife. And some of those are what we call reportable diseases. So an example of reportable disease would be African swine fever or foot and mouth disease. Those are serious, serious diseases with serious implications. So for example, an outbreak of foot and mouth disease could cause an immediate closure of our beef and pork exports. That is huge. That would be a huge impact to our economy. Now, of course, if we have an outbreak of foot and mouth disease in you know, a confined operation that a farmer has a, an outbreak, they can go in and deal with that through biosecurity, through culling. If we get an outbreak in a feral population, like wild boar at large, then that is going to be exponentially more challenging to deal with. So we know that these animals come with major, major, major implications. So Megan, thus far, you've described a highly intelligent species that reproduces very quickly, loves Canadian environments, and is causing tons of damage. What are we doing about the problem? In the late 2000s, like 2007, the provincial government in Alberta decided to address this problem by implementing a bounty program. So hunters were encouraged to hunt them. We said, hey, we'll barbecue our way out of this, right? If people are interested in hunting these animals, why not? So hunters were encouraged to hunt uh, these wild boar at large and could bring in a set of ears in exchange for $50. So that bounty program went on for about 10 years till about 2017, 2018. And at the end of that 10 years, I think there was about a thousand different bounties that were claimed. So a thousand different wild boar that were brought in through that program. 
So what we've been learning now through researchers and through land managers with more experience on this topic is that hunting at this stage in the game is not effective in controlling their populations. So we have an opportunity to get a handle on these populations. It's not as far gone. We don't have millions of individuals like they do down in the States, right? So it's a different situation. That's important to remember. Again, I mentioned these animals lived in groups called sounders. And what happens when they're exposed to hunting pressure? So when hunters come in and they remove, you know, one, two, three, or even four individuals from that sounder pigs, the remaining pigs learn to avoid being hunted and trapped in the future and become a more difficult issue to manage. So if after being exposed to the hunting pressure, they hear a truck door slam, they're gone. Pigs, again, really smart, really elusive animals and really notoriously difficult to hunt as well. Hunting, in fact, you know, counterintuitively can make the problem worse and make these animals more difficult to manage in the future. What we now have is a control program. So we have a really exciting program. It's been on the ground. I think it's in its third year now. And it's a partnership between the Alberta government and uh, Alberta pork, because again, our livestock industries are very tuned into this issue. It's a major risk to them. So it's co-funded through those two organizations. And we have trappers that track these animals on the landscape using trail cameras, drones, and reports from the public. And they go up and when they find, you know, a breeding group or a sounder of pigs, they'll set up these remotely monitored, these elaborate corral traps. So think this kind of this big circle of fence that they set up and then they can remotely monitor them and wait until every single one of the pigs in the group is inside the trap and they they close the door. So this is how we, we think we can get a better handle on it. And in fact, the early data that's coming in from this program is suggesting that's exactly the case. In one specific municipality, they were bringing in about 33 sets of wild boar ears through the bounty program and through this trapping program in the, in the first two or two and a half years that it's been operational, they're seeing over a hundred that are removed from the landscape per year through this program. So, so quite, quite an increase in the numbers. So Megan, you've described how the government is taking steps to deal with this problem and the pork industry is taking steps because they have a vested interest in this, but you don't come from either of those groups. Where does your organization come into play when trying to solve this problem? Yeah, so the Alberta Invasive Species Council is a nonprofit organization. So we've been around since 2006. And our job is ultimately to protect Alberta from the impacts of invasive species. So obviously we're interested in, in wild boar at large or feral pigs. And we largely do that through extension work and education outreach, talking to folks like you about this important topic to help us get the word out. We also create resources and information for our stakeholders to help spread the word as well. So we work with the province, we work with industry groups, we work with municipalities across the province to get information out and to also, you know, encourage and empower Albertans to take action against invasive species, which is ultimately what we're, we're trying to do here as well. This is clearly a big problem in Alberta, but is it an Alberta exclusive problem? That's an, such an important part of this, Connor. So all of our invasive species are transboundary issues. So these invasive species they don't care about the border between Alberta and Saskatchewan or Alberta and BC or Canada and the United States, right? This is a transboundary issue and having an Alberta strategy is great and definitely a part of the solution, but we need to see a national strategy in place here and more work on the ground, you know, collaboratively because of this transboundary issue. So given how big and important this problem is, what can Canadians, what can our listeners do to help with this problem? 
Yeah, I think the most important thing there is the awareness piece. The more people become aware, the better. So talk, if you know, if someone is listening to this podcast right now, they're learning about wild boar at large, talk to your friends and your kids and your parents and neighbors about it. Let them know that this is an issue. Creating that awareness is huge. Absolutely. And you also have a specific public education initiative going on right now, right? So squeal on pigs. Yeah, we want everybody to ultimately be aware that wild boar at large or feral pigs are a major issue, major risk, and they're currently present in Canada. We want them to uh, learn the signs. So on our website, which is abinvasives.ca, we have loads of photos that show you what the tracks look like, that show you what the trailing, the types of damage. It's really important to learn the signs because you're more likely to come across signs of the animals than the animals themselves because they're so elusive. And of course, we want everyone to squeal on pigs. If you see a sign or you think you see a sign or an animal itself, please report it. Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And thank you, dear listener, again for tuning in. And remember to subscribe for more conversations and insightful answers to your questions about the science impacting your world. If you want to learn more about today's episode or any of the other topics that we've talked about on the show, visit us on Instagram or TikTok at sci for everyone and on our website at scienceforeveryone.ca. On the Sidelines is a podcast by Science for Everyone. It's produced by Miriam Ben Musa, Sam Marchetti, and Connor Nelson, and edited by Jay Jarantonis.